This is David Suisa. Welcome to my podcast. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor, OurOldNumber.com. Okay. In today's mobile world, a landline may be an unnecessary expense, but your home telephone number is important to you. You've had that same number for many years. It's in the synagogue's directory, the doctor's office, old friends can find you in directory assistance and so on. So it's a problem, right? Because what happens when they're trying to reach you and you now have a cell phone number and so forth. So now there's a solution. It's called OurOldNumber.com, which helps you get rid of your expensive landline, keep your home telephone number, and your friends and family can reach you wherever you are. Whether you're just out running errands or down south for the winter, you never miss an important call. For example, calls to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which person they, they wish to speak to, and the call is immediately forwarded to that person's cell phone. Perfect solution. No equipment to buy, long-term contracts, blah, blah, blah. Our old number.com even eliminates those annoying sales calls. Boy, are they annoying. It's so easy to sign up. Just go to OurOldNumber.com and learn more and get started. You'll be glad you did. And we're delighted here at the David Suisa Podcast to welcome this new sponsor. That's OurOldNumber.com. If there is one city in the whole world that has gotten attention in the past 10 years, it's the city of Sderot. And we're very honored to have the mayor of Sderot on the podcast today in our studio, Alon Davidi. Welcome, Alon. Thank you very much. What's it like to be the mayor of a, of a globally known city? I guess I got to tell you, there, there is no city that has gotten more notoriety yes. than Sderot, not for the reasons we like. But, okay. you know, all over America in the Jewish community, it became like a like a a symbol of the pain that Israel felt with the, the bombs from Hamas. It was always sterot, sterot, and, and you're, this is your life. Yes, this is my life. This is my, the, the life of my family, my children, my wife, and all the citizens of Sderot and all the village that uh, surround Gaza. And uh, for me to be a mayor of this town, it's a big honor because, you know, many times you can be a mayor of town, but uh, Zderot is a town that uh, the effect uh, about the moral of the people, especially in Israel and the Jewish community, is very, very strong. And because that, besides to work with the education system, you know, the, the street, to build the building, to work with the people, uh, I... Part of my 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 life, part of my time, we I'm like a soldier, right? A soldier that uh, uh, in charge about the life of the people of Zderot, and we work very hard that uh, Zderot will not just uh, like a ghost town, what the Hamas and the Jihad and all this organization tried to do in the seven in the last 17 years. Now, how long have you been living in Zderot? I born in Be'er Sheva. Mm-hmm. And after that, I go uh, to the Shivat Esder uh, of Karnei mm-hmm. Shamron uh, and married with my wife, Nurit. And when I finish my study there, I'm looking for some place that I can do something for, for another person, for the community. And me and my another friend and his wife go. And we, are, and we come to Sderot like a part of a, of a few family that decide that they move to Sderot to, 
to, to do something there, to work with the community, especially in the education system, especially with, we, we create a, a club of children that in dangerous and things like that. And, uh, you know, I remember the first time being in Sderot, it was like uh, you come to a building, no one knows you, but people open the house, people say, come, eat something, start to speak with you. And this is what's so special in a town like Sderot. So did, how long did you live there before you became mayor? I, in this era, is something like 23 years. Wow, so that's, you, yes, you really I, were there. We have seven kids. My, my oldest, she's uh, 21. And uh, I have two, two daughters, uh, two boys and uh, five girls. This wow, is uh, our got, life. Yeah, you know, I, uh, while the bombs were falling a few years ago, I was in one of the cities right next to you. Uh, Netivot? Sarah, I forget what's it called. I, I'm trying to remember. Kibbutz or uh, it's a little town, yes. not far from you. And I get to spend a whole day there. And they were showing me where the bombs have fallen. There was one place they had a birthday party for kids, and a minute after they left, a bomb fell over there. And then I saw the cylinders where people have you know 15 seconds to go. And then I went into the, uh, I guess the security place there where yes. they have all the cameras and everything. So. You have seen and felt the bombing since it started after the Gaza disengagement yes. in 2005. Give me an example uh, for our listeners of a bomb that fell near you, could be near your family. Just give, me, give us an example of something that happened. I can happened. give you an example for last week. Mm-hmm. Just last week, uh, in uh, Saturday, uh, I've been outside from Sderot. And I'm a religious person, so we was in Nechusha, a village, uh, something like half hour from Sderot. And when I opened, uh, when I go to pray to the synagogue, so people say they, they know that I'm the mayor of Sderot. So they ask me, you hear about what's happened? And I start to, may start to listen uh, to the details. And uh, the Hamas sent something like 700 rockets. To understand what's the mean of rocket that the Hamas sent, imagine yourself. And when I speak to the people not hear the, the, that hear this program, imagine you sit in your salon and you have just 15 seconds to go to some place in your home, a shelter, mm-hmm. a, a bomb shelter, and imagine if you have someone in the shower, imagine someone... Uh, is outside from the house. He need to uh, run to save his life 15 seconds. And uh, I remember when we come back and we, I, I, me and my family come in the car and we've been on the road to Zderot and we open the radio and every moment uh, my daughter Alel said, Father, rocket in Zderot. Father, rocket in Ashkelon. Father, rocket in Netivot. And we are in the, you are feel like you are go to a place that you are al- almost like a war. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the middle of the night, uh, one rocket land in Motzei Shabbat, one rocket land in the, some neighborhood in Sderot, destroyed uh, half of, uh, uh, of a class of the little children of mm-hmm. a kindergarten, and destroyed uh, part of a building, something like 30 uh, apartments. This destroyed. was last Shabbat? Last Just, Shabbat, last wow. Shabbat. So right after Shabbat? Right after Shabbat, wow. and we've been in a war two days. And, and then, and then you, um, you had heard I, the I alarm. I just want to explain to you what's the mean. 
and it was the two o'clock in the morning, and me and my team and the police and MADA and all the all the all the people that they work about this. Uh, 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 There's no sleep. Uh, no, nobody sleeps. Nobody sleeps, and the people not sleep. And you come to house, you can see children crying. In mm-hmm. the shelter, the father not sleep in the shelter. The window is broken. The you can see the swamp of the rocket uh, all over the house. You need to speak with them. Many of them uh, start to suffer from post trauma. Many of them need to go uh, to the hospital. And look, this is a citizen. Uh, this is a resilient uh, place. Mm-hmm. This is not a uh, this is not a place of uh, army. This is not a basis of soldier. This is a simple people, simple children. Lovely children, beautiful children that just want to live like a normal people. Uh, are they safe in the bomb shelters? In the bomb shelter, we are safe. Yeah. Uh, four, last week, uh, four people died in, uh, in mm-hmm. the battle against the Hamas in Israel. But none of them uh, were in a bomb shelter, no, the ones that died? No, none. None of them. If you, if you are very, very uh, listen to the order and you make all the order, but you know, many times you are in a car, many times you are not listening, many times, you know, this is not a, pl- a place, it's the road and the area, it's not a place that it's happened just one time in mm-hmm. one year. It's happened, in, especially in the last uh, year. Mm-hmm. It, imagine you are in a place that one week you are in a war, one week quiet, another right. one week, in, and of every time you will listen what the Hamas will do, what the Jihad will do, mm-hmm. and many times they go against each other. If mm-hmm. the Hamas want to embarrass the uh, Abu Mazen, or war, right. and the Jihad want to embarrass uh, the Hamas, they use uh, our uh, town and send the rocket to do something and, uh, make, and make the army to do something uh, back to them. You can't control it. And one of the things I, I remember hearing from the person on, on the border uh, was that it was a, extremely traumatic for dogs. Yes, I can give you an example. Yeah. Uh, my daughter, Emuna, my little daughter, suffered from post-trauma. And we have a center, and we have a center, uh, we, work, we create it with the GNF. We create a place that uh, children can go uh, and adopt uh, uh, animals and start to work with the treatment that help them to control their fear. And one of the result of this uh, treatment, after one year, we adopt a dog to our uh, right. uh, to our children to our daughter. Her name to is help Zemuna. your daughter. To yes, help to help your daughter. But now. His name is Moka, but now you can see when the alarm system starts to shouting and we need to run to the shelter, the, he, first, the, the first person that is in the shelter is the dog. Is the dog. And he really don't want to go outside. He stay in the, uh, under the table, in the shelter, under the table, and it's very tough to take him out. Right. Apparently, they get traumatized by the sound of the sirens. Yes. Yes, and and even though that the, the Iron Dome destroyed the, most of the rocket, mm-hmm. but the problem is the the, the sirens. Because right. imagine if you are in Zderot in this time, imagine in this your in your place in this building, right. every day, ten times, forty times, few times, just to hear the alarm system shouting. It's 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 make you crazy. Yeah, you know it's it's one of the biggest things that. Uh, distinguishes the Jewish community in America and the Jewish community in Israel. As I feel this idea of running into bomb shelters. I have only done it just a few times. I was in a hotel in Tel Aviv, and then, you know, you get the announcement, and then you run. 
into the stairs in the stairwell and you see hotel guests in their bathrobes and kids and you know it only happened to me a few times but in in Israel it, it's like regular life for you and it's it's very difficult for Jews in America to fully comprehend the trauma of sirens and r having 15 seconds because, to run into a bomb because, shelter. Because that many times when I visit, uh, when I go to speak in a place, in a room or school or, or university or shul or another thing, I always make a test with the people. I say to them, now you have just 15 seconds to run to save your life. And I choose mm -hmm. some room and I make the test and I start to shouting and you see 100 people running to save their life. And many of them cannot succeed to come, uh, not, uh, cannot come to the room. And I said, look, if you've been in Sderot and you hear the alarm system and few of you cannot go inside the shelter, maybe you died. This is the situation. I think one of the problems is that uh, Israel, look, from the beginning of Israel, You know, the Jews lost six million Jews in the Holocaust, and then all of a sudden, 1947, 1948, you created this miracle country, and then five armies attacked Israel, and you were able to uh, win the war in 56 and 67 and 73 and 82 and so forth. You never lose, right? So Israel has created this image of invincibility. And then when you add on a startup nation, and then you find out that Hollywood keeps going to Israel to get its ideas for shows. Yes. When there's a disaster in any place around the world, Israelis are there first. And we hear these stories constantly of Israeli accomplishments, which is the opposite of being a victim. You know, And, and I think it's difficult for American Jews to feel the pain of and to see Israel as victims. I think beside that is, the, is because the conflict of the, the Palestinian in Israel. People always blame Israel and think that Israel uh, control about the life of millions on Gaza. And people must know here in the United States, all over the world, that uh, 17 years ago, we get outside from Gaza. I was there that summer. Yes. And, 2005, and, and right? Say, and we take the life of 10,000 people that live and destroy their house, Jewish people, and move them out from Gaza. Mm -hmm. And we always give all the supply to Gaza. I see, I see the trucks that go to Gaza in the road and give us supplies of food and metal and things like that. We give them the gas, we give them the electricity, even the water, mm -hmm. even the water. They have a factory that clean water, mm -hmm. the bad water, mm -hmm. but they not use it. I do it in my, in, in my city to the people of Gaza. And people you mean they have a recycling they plant have a recycling, recycling that they, they don't use? They don't use. The Hamas mm -hmm. use the money the, to another cause. So I think that in the end, they choose the Hamas to be the regime in Gaza. And the problem is that we are not, not, we are not aid the Palestinian, the people that live in Gaza. I am a father, and I know that everyone wants to uh, grow with children like a normal people. But the problem is the regime there. The regime there. The leaders. The leaders, Hamas, ISIS, and the Jihad, believe in that. Believe that they need, because really they cannot uh, take the road. It's not, like, uh, it's not like the West Bank that you said, this ground belongs to you or belong to them. Right. The they have no with, claim. They know the claim. So what they want to do, they try to make the road like a ghost town. 
and it goes down. And I feel that we really, in, my, in, in the last six years, when I became the, the mayor, we work very hard, not just to survive in Sderot. We, we develop the town, we open six new neighborhoods, we build more than 3,000 uh, new houses in Sderot. Thousands of new people come to live in Sderot, and it's a miracle to see uh, from one side, a city that we have a lot of people that suffer the, from the post-trauma, and it's a really uh, a, a tough to live. But for the other side, you can see a miracle that's the road. If you imagine, if you someone will send 10,000 rockets to Beverly Hills, I don't know if people will continue to live there. But right, you can and not only do you continue to live there, we develop. You're developing. You're developing right? always. So, so let me ask you a question, Alan. Uh, does this have an impact on people who have been traumatized, the postpartum, when they see that you're not just living to protect yourself, but you're living to thrive and to grow and to develop? Does that have a, a, a positive impact For, on those who are traumatized? If you are, no, if you are normal, so it give you, like me, it's give me a spirit, it give me a, a, a power to continue and continue to develop the town. But, uh, but we suffer from the post-trauma, especially the children. I have seven kids. Three of them suffer from this problem. What does that mean? What the, are the symptoms? The, they mean, imagine that every time you come outside from this room, after the door, someone will kick your head. Mm. It give you a hang. Give you, how we say it in English? Uh, a, a slap. A slap. So after five or six times, even the, even the, if it's not be there, you're afraid that someone will do something to you. Right, sense of panic, a panic so, attack. So this is, this is, this is a simple uh, example to understand the situation. I can give you a, a few examples. My old daughter, she's 21. Last week, she learned in university in Jerusalem. And I say to the Neria, please, we have a war here in Zderot. Please go to Jerusalem, go to university, and quiet, stay there. stay there. You know what she says? She said, I can't get out from the house and leave you here mm. because I'm afraid that something will happen to you. And many times when, when she is in Jerusalem and she has an alarm system, she's like frozen mm. and cannot do anything. I can give another example. Many children... Uh, uh, missing the in the bed. Many children mm -hmm. want to sleep just with their father and mother. Many many mm -hmm. of them cannot go outside and afraid to go outside. Because that we create a few uh, uh, programs that work with the children and help them to uh, uh, to move uh, to to try to live like normal. And uh, especially with the GNF, we work in a few projects like the center of the animals that work, uh, the center of the trauma that work with the animals. We now raise support to build a, a resilience center that mm -hmm. the children and the family that need help can go to the, and it's- It's be, happening now, the it's resilience center? Uh, yes, it's happening now and we build a, a building that will be protected, you know, that right. the, the children not, cannot, not need to run to save their life. And you know what? Like that. I remember Russell Robertson from JNF. Yes, he was here a few months ago, and he mentioned that. Yes, I think Russell. Yeah. I think Russell is the one of the guy in all over America that uh, he understands. He understand and make a mission of his life. You know that we work very, very good with the, the JNF. We have a few projects with them. 
Uh, we built a blue box. It's a place that is very safe and uh, the children that. can go. And like last week, I, I closed all the town and this was the place that opened and uh, hundreds of children can go to this place in the middle of a war. And they feel safe. And because they feel it, safe. It, when I heard you speak before, especially about your kids and so forth, I think what seems to be happening here is they have memories of what's happened to them and they never know when a bomb is going to happen. Yes. It's that not knowing. So you're living in a constant state of anxiety and for it's not, the and poor it, kids, right? It's not right? like the, if someone is a soldier because someone... A soldier... Soldier, yeah. soldier the, the, the government know. give money to prepare him and the army prepare him how to use the weapon. He has a weapon. He said, I can, I can control uh, if someone will uh, uh, want to kill me, I can kill him. The kids are not prepared for this. The kids are not this. prepared. They not have any weapon. They are not used to it weapon. And especially when you are a soldier and you go to some battle in some Gaza or Jerusalem, I don't know, Afghanistan or some place, you know that in the end you get outside from this area and go back to your house. In, right. in the road, the case is that the home is the place of the war. And the enemy is a bomb. It's not even a person. Yes. It's a bomb that falls, which probably makes it even worse for a kid. You don't know where, 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 where it's when, come. Right. So that's why by creating this thing called the blue box, right, when they go in, they know they're absolutely safe. Yes. Is that part of the, yes, the yes. therapy? Beside the, beside the blue box, we build a huge, bar, a huge park in the center of Zderot because children in the end, if you want to bring family to Zderot, they got to play. You need to play. And beside that, we, uh, 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 the, we continue with a lot of projects, with education projects, the music project. I think that in the end, Zderot is not a, a private, my private project and not the project of the citizen of Zderot because Zderot, like you, like you say, Zderot is, a, is, the, is the front line against the Hamas. It's the, it's the wall, the citizen wall, and human wall that without weapon, without anything, just with the spirit, we are stand proud and say, you cannot, you will not beat us. And, and it's very important that people, not just in Israel, the Jewish community, all, all, the, all, the, all, the, all the people that live in the free world mm. need to understand that... You can't let them win. You can't never, let the terrorists win. Never, never, right. because you can see a place that terror come, it's destroyed in Afghanistan, Syria, and a lot of uh, places that when they... And, Nothing and, good would happen alone if they breached through the border and a hundred of them went through and went into a city. Nothing, because they're not It's not astrotech, it's not astrotech, Attacked, attract about Israel, but it's bother. It's it's they try. They know that they will not win Israel. I don't really understand the regime there. I don't understand the leadership there. Well, they get credibility by by uh, being anti-Israel because they've demonized Israel. But what's happened? Uh, Day after for their citizens. But they, have, they still have villas because they, the, the leaders, the Palestinian leaders, they have villas in Ramallah. Their kids go because, to private school in England. I mean, because, it's all about the corrupt leadership. That, David, because that, I love this name because this is my, the, my father's names. And because that, I, when I met ambassador from the Europe uh, country, and when I met a lot of people that uh, uh, in charge about country, I say to them, look, in the end, this is not the solution to uh, help to the Hamas and send money to the Hamas. I believe that in the end we need to create an area that part of Israel, part of Egypt, part of Gaza, 
and make it like international place mm. that in this place we can build the factory, build hospital, build university, build a lot of things that connect to Gaza, but never, never give them the supply to the Hamas right. to uh, continue to rule the, uh, the life of the people there because they're really miserable, the life of the simple guy of the people that live in Gaza. It's about really helping the people yes. rather than helping the leaders. Have you been affected by... You know, we've been reading for the past year on all the attacks at the border yes. every, every weekend, right? Have you been affected by that? We've been affected because they send the balloons and with the fire. With the, with, and many times what they do in the evening, they take a, a, a bomb and blow it with a big noise. They, mm. they really take wamkolim. I don't know if you say it in English. Uh, take a, a, like... Like a cannon? Like you, you yeah. want a... Yeah, like uh, a cannon. Like yes. A, yes, they want a projectile. to... Yes, they want to make it uh, very strong. So they blow mm -hmm. and it's bother our children every night. Imagine you take your uh, child, children and say, okay, Laila Tov, uh, good night. And after one minute, you hear the bomb and start to fade. Right, and you think it might be one of those really bad yes. ones and you have to go into the bomb shelter. I wonder if... Um, there's an expression in English, you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And when I hear you talk about everything you're doing in Sterot, where you're doubling down and you're refusing to just live to protect yourself, but to grow and expand and develop, and you're really fighting back. And I just wonder if the two are connected, that the reason Israel has so much success is because they, they're so challenged and their lives have been so in danger, and most of you have gone to the army. I just think it probably makes you stronger, Alan. Uh, first, uh, first, my 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 daughter always, my oldest daughter, Naya, always say to me in Thursday, Father, I bless you that you learn to take the problem and make it like a, a challenge. Mm. This is first. But second, especially after last week that we have the memory of the Holocaust, mm -hmm. I think that each one of us, the Jewish people, knows that without country, without army, without the, uh, uh, the, Israel, uh, uh, the Israel country, the, the states mm -hmm. of Israel, mm -hmm. we are never a rule in our life. And I think that uh, last week, when I go to uh, the memory of the soldier, and after that, the celebration of the Atzmaut, I thanks to God that I'm living in this generation that have option. Can, we can help to each other, and we have army, and we have country. Because our parents and our grandmother and grandfather, they didn't have that. More than 17 years in Europe, mm -hmm. they not have anyone. And if they pray, no, no one can help them because they will not have any army. We cannot run to some place to save our life. And I think that uh, we have, uh, uh, I think that God bless us and God keep us. Because imagine in the end, 10,000 rockets in one town, very small town, 28,000 people. And Baruch Hashem, thanks to God, we continue. We continue to grow our children. And, uh, and I think you pay a price. Israel pays a price In the for, end, being, for being so successful, for being so powerful, for uh, being able to minimize casualties. You pay a price in Asbara, pay a price in PR, because we live in a world where if you're strong, you're not that popular. 
Yes. The people who are popular today, look, you know, weak victims and so forth, and you can't afford to play that game. But and you can see that it starts to change, especially, in what with the, way? especially the Arabs country. You mm-hmm. know that many times when I see the relationship that Netanyahu, our prime minister, and the government do with a few, uh, a few Arabs country, and you see that uh, they understand that this, the conflict with the Palestinians, it's not like it, it's not, it's not so like it used to be. It used to be. And when, uh-huh. I, when we hear about uh, the program that your pres- uh, president uh, want to start in the Middle East, and you see that it starts to make a difference. And I think one of the things that makes a difference is the strength of Israel, right, has now become a big value to countries like Saudi yes. Arabia. So the they, security, the security, because the, now they the need I, Israel. The and the, they need Israel. Yes, which is the big, big difference. Yes, and um, that is you. We can only hope that that changes the dynamic. This is many times the problem because from the from my my, my eyes, I said why why the army not go to Gaza? But I understood that many times the prime minister cannot tell, uh, say to the army go to Gaza now and blow Gaza because they have a relation, they have a problem in Syria and they have a problem in Egypt and they have a problem in uh, in Lebanon. So it's a difficult situation. I, I, but I, yeah, it's I, not it's not easy. I have a I have a theory, you know, that uh, you know Bibi is not a warmonger. Bibi hates war. He hates war. I he know. hates war. I know it's very private. I, I meet him a lot of many times. Yeah, I think what happened with his with his brother and so forth. Look, um, the last time the bombs were falling, my son was in the IDF, and he's in the combat engineer, and I'm on the phone with him. It's like midnight in L.A., and I ask him what's going on. He says, "Well, the, you know, the bus is here to take us to Gaza, right?" And at the time, it was very, very close that whether BB was going to go to war or not. Very close. There were like hundreds of bombs have fallen yes. in the last one. I didn't sleep for two days. And I was begging BB not to send my son into Gaza. I, you know what I'm saying? Alan? I know I'm knowing because I have a son that go to Golani two months ago. Yeah. And for, but from the other side, I have my uh, daughter that sleep in my home. And she's uh, fighting from the rocket. We believe in the road that uh, uh, the last time that we have a quiet, it was something one years ago. And mm. it's, we have a four years of quiet because the protected age, the operation that Israel make in mm. Gaza. And we believe that in the end, we need to go again to a protected age, a new protected age because, because the situation now is very tough because we are not even... I always say about the road that the road is like... 95% of paradise and 5% of hell. And no, really, in, in protected age, we know that we need to... Uh, now, protective edge for the listeners who ah, are wondering is, it's is operation, when... It's operation that they went Israel, in. Yes, we, they won in. The Boots going, on the ground. Yes, yes. Go, go and inside. that's the big red line, Alon. Yes. Boots on the ground is the yes. red line. Yes. When and soldiers we know, and we die... Know with, and, and we know we are, want can, our life, want our soldiers to continue to live, but... Uh, but in the end, you make an army to protect the citizens. And Bibi does it as a last resort. Yes, he told me. When he told me privately. I, I speak with him a lot. He come, he come visit us in his derot. I think it is a great, uh, it's a great leader. And uh, he I, said that to you. War is a last resort. He said. He said. Yeah. He said public. He said, he said that. Yeah. He said public that he in charge about the life of the many people and he want to 
try to make, uh, make the area quiet without war. But mm-hmm. we are, you know, the simple guy that lived there. <laughs> we know that in the end it's not a question if, if it's a question of oh, yeah. time, when. Well, but, you know, there's also the idea, you know, I remember Ehud Barak in Lebanon years ago. I mean, if you, uh, if you make the, the leaders pay a price, right, if their lives are in danger, uh, whether you call it targeted hits, remember, and then you, you did it in the last This is what I ask war. him. I ask him and I ask him. Isn't the, that a good deterrent? Look, I, I ask, uh, the, I met a lot, many times with the generals of the army because the situation, I said, look, I am a mayor. And my family, I am not a soldier, and they can send rockets and kill me. So why the leadership there in Gaza, they, they need to understand that their, their life, lives are in their danger. Life is dangerous. And they want to live. Yes. They yes, want to live. Wanna live. They, 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 wanna, they enjoy, may send. They use the money. They love they the life. They go to Europe. They go send their, life, send their children to And university. there's a new documentary that just came out by Pierre Reov. Uh, I forget what it's titled, but it's right in Gaza, and it shows the two lives in Gaza, the five-star luxury life of the terrorists and mm-hmm. the leaders and the miserable life of the people. And you see these fancy hotels and so forth. I think that if you really come to Gaza and speak with a simple guy that live in Sajajia or something, He wants place, peace. He, want he wants to feed peace. his kids. He wants that Israel... If you choose, if you come to Arab in Israel or come to Arab in Gaza, I think that the person that live in Israel will say, look, I have a job. I have it's a, a better good life. life. What they have in Gaza? Yeah, they have nothing. nothing. You know that many of the people that they take to the border to entrap the uh-huh. soldier really don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. They, 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 uh, they, con- uh, They, they coerce them. They, they force them, them. Right. Force them uh, to come. And there's demonstrations there that they shut up very quickly, right? Because we've been reading about demonstrations among the Palestinians against Hamas and Islamic Jihad. Have you heard of that? Where they try to they protest t- they, they, against they, their own yes, leaders. Yes, yes, So that's uh, something that doesn't get much covered because they don't allow those protests. Yes. Now, I, just before you go, uh, Alan, uh, a few years ago, It was a completely different image of Sderot. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It was a documentary by this American filmmaker from Los Angeles. And she went and fell in love with a musician in Sderot. And she did this documentary. And for a couple of years, it ran all over America. It had screenings at festivals, screenings in homes. And it spoke about this thing that nobody knew about which is the whole music scene in Sderot. Yes. And, and we see this movie, you said, it can't be. This is the city that got thousands of rockets, and you see these bands, these musicians that just love Sderot, and they're there, and how do, you, how do you explain that? First of all, do you know some of these musicians, and is it still going strong? Of course, I have a friend of uh, Chaim Uliel. He, he has a song. Another Sephardic. Is, yes, and yeah. he has a song that Sderot is a home. It's a famous song, a song in Israel, and we have a lot of singers in Sderot. Look, in the end, this is the, this is the miracle of Israel. This is the miracle of the people. Because if you want, if you have a money, I suggest you to buy a house in Sderot. Because last night, the public in Challenge 2, 
that the best invents in Israel that make you perfect from the from the house mm-hmm. it's in the road five percent if you want your children go to high school and learn and uh, finish the degree that in the end of the high school I prefer him I suggest you to take him to the road because we are the best all over the south for the last six years if you want to go to a festival of blues if you are a cinema uh, It's in Zderot. Like two, three weeks from now, we have the, the national festival of movie. Of, uh, you do? Of, in yeah, in of Zderot? Of Sabir College, yes. And, uh, and many movies and a uh, wonderful festival. Actually, this week, uh, they uh, now make a movie inside Zderot and uh, with you. I don't know if you remember the... I forget his name. Uh, you know, Zinzana, the movie, the movie in Israel, many... Yes. Uh, Zinzana and Zev Revach, the Zev Revach. And another, another good Sephardic yes, name. Yes, and they make, they make a movie now in Zderot. You know, uh, is the music scene still alive in Zderot? Look, we... we Day after, day after the, the, the war... The bombs. No, yeah. day after the, the protected age finish, I open a new neighborhood in Zderot, with Netanyahu, with the Prime Minister, and we call to the neighborhood the music neighborhood. Why? Mm. Because we think that the, the music need continue. And what was so special in this uh, neighborhood that we call to the, each one of the street uh, 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 a Sephardim uh, musician and Ashkenaz musician. You can see a street of Lea Goldberg and you can see a street of uh, David Buzaglo. Yeah, Buzaglo, you yeah, know, Bito, the Bito and yeah. things like that. And this is what's so special in Sderot. In Sderot we have all the Jewish come from all the states of all over the world, Russia, Bukharim, Kafkazim, from mm. United States, from Ethiopia, from Persian, from Iran. And I think that The situation makes us, make us like a family. How many people in Sterot? When I became to be the mayor, been, it was 21,000. Now it's 28,000. Is there a religious community? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm religious. We have the biggest yeshiva test there all over Israel. It's in Sderot, mm-hmm. a big yeshiva test there. We have uh, a lot of, it was a lot of Sfarats, so we had a lot of uh, shul there, uh, synagogues uh, there, but it's a uh, tradition. And is there also non-religious? Yes, of course, okay. non-religious. Uh, we have, uh, even we have uh, a few Arabs there that live in uh, Zderot. You do? Yes. You know them? Yes, I know them. So what some of them vote me. Uh, but they, uh, Some of them voted for yes, you? Yes, of course. And then, in How the do end, they feel, like, the Arabs in Zderot, Alon, tell us, what do they say? No, because they live in Israel and uh, some of them people that work in, uh, with the army in Gaza mm-hmm. and need to run to save their life from, uh, need to run from Gaza. And you can see that uh, in the end, uh, they love the city, they love, uh, they love the country. But this is, uh, like I told you, this is a place that unreligious and religious uh, live together, think together. And I think this is what's special with the rockets. In the end, the dangerous make you... Make Brings you closer. Closer to... Certainly an, gives you something incredibly intense in common. So if one of our listeners wanted to visit Zderot, and where should they go first? 
Is there a welcoming center? Fe no, first they need to <laughs> go to my website, to my Facebook. Uh, ah, Alon okay. Davidi. In, in Alon Davidi, A-L-O-N. And they can uh, send Davidi. me and can send me in the private uh, message. Uh, that they're coming to visit. Coming to visit. If they have any question about the situation, if they want to do a relationship with a student from, from LA to Israel, whatever they can. If they want to ask me how my uh, wife made uh, the good uh, <laughs> the good food in Shabbat. Shina, Shina. Shina, if they want to. Is your wife Sephardic? She is Moroccan and in Persian. So I have a paradise in the next life. But no, she's a hero. She's a hero and she's a wonderful wife. And really, if you just want to hit Homos, the best Homos all over Israel, you can come to Sderot. Is it really? We have a lot of students that live in Sderot. We create a village of students inside Sderot. And many of them open a business, you know, a lot of business, small restaurant. In Sderot. In Sderot. You really have the best Homos. Best Homos, I think. Yeah. No. If you go to Jerusalem, they say we have the best homes. If they go to Yafo, they say they have. Do you sell Sphinx? Do you have a little stand of for Sphinx? The best. You know that uh, one of the one of the uh, project that we done with the old people that live in Sderot, the mm -hmm. grandmother, the Sephardic grandmother, they makes Sphinx, not one Sphinx, thousand of Sphinx. <laughs> you sound we, like my mother. And we go and we go with them to the border, to the army bases, and give it to yeah. the soldier. And this is what uh, this is the connection that people, when the soldier know, and soldier know why they been there and why they so work very hard to make the border very quiet. I always uh, meet and uh, meet the general that in charge about all the south and the captain that work with the. And I always say to them, you know, in the end, we put our life in your hand. And uh, we say to them, thank you very much, because the IDF and the soldiers, they're really in a very, very dangerous situation and very difficult situation. And we hope that Ose Shalom Bim Romav, Shalom Alenu, that God will bring uh, peace to the area. And maybe, maybe in one time, like my father, when he want to fix his car in the past, he go to Gaza. And oh, when, when, the, when the citizens of Sderot want to go to the market, they go to Gaza. To make they used to, I know, I remember, I remember. And many of the people that live in Gaza work in our uh, city. And they, they do? was very happy in the oh, past. In the, in the in old the days. Past. And in Ramallah, it'd be hundreds and thousands of Jews every weekend, right? So I hope Ramallah. that something changed, maybe, maybe. Now, you were mentioning the elderly. It must be especially difficult and traumatic for an 85-year-old grandmother or grandfather who's got 15 seconds do you yes because that because that when i was a citizen not mayor i worked very hard that to convince to the government to make a uh, one shelter one uh, uh, room mm -hmm. that they, they can they live in live in they i can see go and especially the school the school in the road in the past our children need to run to save their life to some shelter now the government uh, uh, put a, a huge uh, almost one billion shekel to build all the school for livable the shelters yes it's, livable. it's, it's like it's like right. the old school is protected it's it's very good for us because uh, at right. least we know that when our children go to school, they are in a safe... Exactly. Uh, they don't have to run 15 yes. seconds. And, and an 85-year-old grandmother who can't yes, run. can't. So, can't. so you've done that for them. Yes. Well, on that note, Alon Davidi, God bless you. All the listeners, uh, please 
jump on his uh, Facebook page, Alon Davidi. And if you're ever in Sterot, definitely uh, check him out. We're so grateful that you're able to come in here. What's next for you in America? Denver. Oh, Denver. Yes. Do you come here often to America? I come to a few times uh, in here because, uh, I, it, because two things. One, I think that the, we, are, we are one family. Mm-hmm. And I feel that we are the Jews that live in Israel, part of the family, and the Jews that live in America is a part of the family. And together, we are part of the Jewish nation. And Where we, were you before Los Angeles? Uh, I, I, this trip, okay. I've been in Toronto, I've been in uh, New York, I've been wow. in New Jersey, Chicago, uh, <laughs> a lot of town. I say well, to my friend that I work with him that I, I think that when, at the end of my life, I can say that I've been <laughs> in this, all, the, all the, the point in America, 50, how many? 50, 50 states. 50 st- no, 51. Israel is the uh-huh, 51. Okay. <laughs> no, but... Uh, but the second is really it's a tough mission. It's a tough mission. Do you ever get people who disagree with you? No disagree or disagree? Disagree, disagree. What kind of disagreement would they have what, what with you? What do you mean disagree? Disagree if they're machloket with you. you Many times I meet uh, people that uh, in the first they said, look, Israel, it's blending everything. You not understand. You do it like this, the Arab. And I start to show them pictures, movies, and for my private life. And I show them. And, and many times the the picture that you see in the CNN, in many in many uh, challenges that uh, uh, in television, in radio, they not really say the real story about the situation. So many times people ask me why I grow up, grow up my children there. Mm, right. They said many times. Right. I've said, heard that many, many times. times said, no, it's not right. It's you, not right. You don't have the right to but put I children answer in danger. Them, but I answer them, what choice we have? If we mm-hmm. leave the road, if we leave Ashkelon, Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, if we leave Israel, so the terror will be one. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's always, you know, in the past, they blow bus in Tel Aviv. A few years ago, they uh, murdered uh, people in Jerusalem, in, in mall in Jerusalem. So I know that. We not choose our uh, 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 place to live. Place to live. Mm-hmm. This is our country and home. what we have. And and I really want to say thank you very much to all the people that visits the road, all the people that support us uh, in uh, United States. And I and I ask them and uh, suggest them to be part of this mission, to be part of uh, this uh, uh, family. And together, we continue to uh, live in Sderot. We continue to live not just in Sderot, in all over the world, that uh, every place that Jewish there, we need to support them. It's not depends if it's Sderot, if it's in San Diego, it, if, in the Prince, uh, if it's another place. We are one family. We have a lot of mission, so we need to help each other. Amen. Amen. On that note, thank you so much. Alain thank David. you very much, David. Atzlacha. Thank you. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank our new sponsor, OurOldNumber.com. 